Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the Message Trust. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing, check out our website, message.org.uk. So we go to the New Testament, we go to Mark, we go to Mark chapter 4. Verse 35. I'm going to read from the nearly infallible version. Um, so from verse 35, it says this. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him, took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Um, I wanted to pull out three points from this. I've, I've read this so many times, and I was reading it again a couple of days ago, and I felt like God showed me three things that I hadn't really ever seen before in it. I've, I've read it always as kind of a Jesus calms the storms of your life and all that kind of stuff, which I, th- I think is absolutely true, but there were three other things that really stood out to me. The first one is, Jesus says, let us go to the other side. Before this, Jesus has been preaching the gospel. He's been speaking out. He's been seeing amazing miracles happen. People were following him. He was being really successful. He was doing something amazing. But he said, I need to go over to the other side. There is more for me to do on the other side. And if you read on, so let's go back to the word. If we, go, if we read on in chapter 5, it says, they went across the lake to the region of Garrisonesh, I think. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came to him from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even by a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons of his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion. And they go on and... It just really got me thinking is that so often we think we're being successful. We think we're doing the thing that Jesus called us to do. And then he calls us to do something brave. He calls us to do something, which is to jump in a boat and to go to the other side. And to go and pioneer something new in an area where by man's eyes it's wild. It's just crazy. They, they, everything the man has tried to do to tame what is going on hasn't worked. They've tried chains. They've tried everything. And I absolutely believe that what we're chasing is the message around this culture shift. This 200,000 disciples is to say, what we've done before has been great. We've seen some amazing things happen. I thank God for the history. I thank God for the legacy that has, has already happened. But when I look forward, I see that we're crossing a river. I see that we're crossing something to get to the other side. Where Jesus will still have the authority. Where Jesus will still be the answer. That doesn't change. Where he still does what he does best. He sets people free. He does a miracle. He sets this, um, this person that knows. Nothing could control him except for the name of Jesus, which set him free. He talks about cutting. He talks about anger. He talks about rage. How's it done? It's done through the name of Jesus, how he's set free. And we are crossing this at the moment. And I felt that God was saying to me that kind of 
we're, at the moment, we are crossing that water. At the moment, there are, there are waves. There are things going up and down. But he has spoken that we are to go to the other side. We are to get over there. And when we get there, we would do what we do best. We will proclaim Jesus. And we will see something remarkable happen. That people will be set free. And a whole new season of ministry will kick on from that place. And I got really excited about that. Um, I don't know if that excites you this morning. Um, excited me. So let's go back to the Bible. Let's go back to Mark. Um, and I just want to pick out one bit where in verse, just lost it, Can it is it up on screen? Do I need to find it again? There we go, thank you. Um, right at the start, um, so go back to the start of the, um, thank you very much, is it says, very simply, um, they took him along just as he was in the boat. And I felt God speak something really simple to me out of that because I'd never read that before. That, you know how sometimes God and the Holy Spirit just suddenly speak something to you? Like, I don't think I ever noticed that was actually there. Just as he was. That's how the disciples took Jesus. Just as he was. I'm absolutely loving working at the message, but thank you and focal point are two mysteries to me. See, when I used to do expenses, um, when I was working for Life Church, I would staple receipts to back a piece of paper, sign it, and hand it in. Now I've got to photocopy it, I've got to put it into a database, I've got to assign things. Now I get that's essential and I will do it, honestly. That's not me rebelling. But I'm saying there was a simplicity that I loved about Life Church. There was a simplicity about taking it just at face value. Staple your receipts, hand it in. And I think this is amazing. They took Jesus just as he was. Now life gets complicated. Things don't seem straightforward. Jesus' disciples took him just as he was. And I felt Jesus say to me when I was reading this, just take me as I am. Please, Tom, don't overcomplicate me. Don't make me more complicated. Just preach me. Just teach me. Talk about me. Take me just as I am. And I think that is a real challenge to us to not get overcomplicated, just to take Jesus as he was. And then finally, at the end, um, at the end of the bit, just before we go into chapter five, Jesus has rebuked, Jesus has spoken to nature. He has spoken to all the cosmic powers and has said, Be still. He has given his ultimate authority and said, Be still. And has done what only Jesus can do. It is only Jesus that has that authority to say, stop, waves. To say, stop. And he does it. And that is his authority. And he does what he does best. And then he turns around to his disciples and he's just like, mm, have you not got it yet? Is that he does the saving and then he teaches them. And I saw a pattern here that sometimes we just chase the say, we, we chase the, the authority. We say, Jesus, do what you can do best. Do what you need to break in. And we jump up and down. We get really passionate. We stir our faith. And we trust in the authority of Jesus. And we say, yes, do it. But as Jesus model, he does the authority. He does what he does best. He graciously shows himself to a bunch of muppets in the boat that still haven't got who he is. And goes, I am the ultimate authority. I can tell the waves to be still and they will listen. But he doesn't stop there. He then turns them and teaches them. He teaches them. He disciples them. He takes them on a further journey. He tries to help them learn. He tries to take them one step further. And I felt really challenged because I'm guilty of that time and time again. I yell to God, I need your authority, Lord. I need it now. And I'm praying. I'm jumping. I'm down. I'm getting into it. And I'm passionate. I'm like, yes. Why? Because I know the God that I worship. I, I take Jesus at face value. But then I switch off to what he tries to teach me after it. I switch off and say, he's good. Jesus is awesome. And I carry on in my old thinking. 
And I think as we try and chase 200,000 disciples in this nation, if we try and see a culture shift, Jesus is the authority. Jesus will do it. But he wants to teach us stuff in that. He wants to show us some things. And are we ready to learn those lessons? So those were the three things that I felt Jesus was showing me out of this passage again as I was praying and thinking about this culture shift. So I'm wondering if we can pray this morning, if we can get into small groups. And I want us just to pray for each other, just to minister to each other the simplicity of Jesus. We can just pray a blessing of Jesus over people. And just to dare to pray for each other that we will actually listen to the lessons that Jesus is trying to teach us. When Jesus said, going, do you not get it yet? Do you not get what I'm trying to show you? That we would have ears to hear and that our lives would be different because we've encountered Jesus and we've let him teach us. Is that okay? Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support or even get involved with one of our teams. 